Hi, and welcome back to the Sammy Says Podcast. It's been quite some time since I've recorded an episode. I think since March, and it is now June 5th when I'm recording this. So it's been a while, but I definitely needed some time off. I think that I kind of dove into way too much at one time which I tend to do a lot, honestly. Anytime that I am going through something personal, I find it a habit that I dive into work or creative projects, Um, but I was tackling, you know, writing my next book, finishing my poetry collection, starting this podcast... (laughs) Um, becoming a manager at my work, my full-time job, um, and just balancing a a ton of work and creative projects as well as just my personal life, Um, kind of, you know, dating and going out with friends and making new friends and becoming an aunt and seeing my family more. So there's, there's been a lot that's been going on but it's all good stuff and I just I think I needed to sort of take a step back and let myself just live my life because I don't always do that I tend to again dive into productive projects like this where um, you know I started this for just for my own enjoyment and and just to kind of have an outlet but I quickly turned it into something where I'm, I'm telling myself I need to monetize this someday and I need to be, you know, follow this strict schedule and be super, and be super on top of everything while doing a million other things. And that's just not doable for me, Uh, especially, you know, this isn't, this isn't my job. Um, Would I love for this to become a side project that I can pursue more consistently? Absolutely. But right now my focus is obviously on my full-time job, which I love, but also on my my writing, my creative writing, my novel, my poetry collection. And um, I want to make sure that I'm not neglecting those projects that, that bring me so much joy so that I'm, you know, staying on top of a specific schedule. Because this is this podcast for me is just a way to connect with anyone who's listening and be able to give myself a voice that I didn't really have in the past. So I'm just going to treat it as that. And that might look like recording episodes when, whenever I'm inspired and uh, releasing them whenever I'm inspired. And if that's not every week, that's okay. But, of course, I would like to be more consistent with it. So um, I think I might have some days where I'm recording a bunch of episodes and scheduling them out. And I don't really know how I'm going to do it, but I want to figure out a way. Um, I have so many ideas and just so many special people that I want to bring on here and want to give a voice to as well and a platform to. So exciting things are coming. But today I really just wanted to talk about anxiety, which I have talked about a lot before because it's something that I have battled 
my entire life. And I've realized that I, I, as much empathy as I have for myself with battling anxiety, I also still carry a lot of shame around it. And that's something that I think is holding me back from releasing the anxiety. So I wanted to talk about that today, the importance of accepting your anxiety and not shaming yourself for having it. Because that's something that a lot of people, I think, tend to do. I mean, I look at society and I hear a lot of things that's, you know, from people in society. Uh, and while we've become a much more empathetic collective, I would say that there's still a lot of judgment and a lot of, also a lot of projections, you know, like I, I've realized that in the past, because other people have judged me for it, I assume everyone's going to judge me for it. And that's not really fair either. It's not fair to just assume that other people are thinking poorly of me because of my struggles and then, you know, kind of put that on them and get super defensive or uh, whatever, you know, just have negative reactions or responses to other people even though they've, they've not done anything wrong. So I think it all starts with internally accepting every feeling that you have. And I've always done this. Like when I'm probably the biggest advocate for just feeling what you're going through and um, in order to release the negative emotions, which I don't even want to call them negative because I think every emotion serves its purpose, but emotions like grief and sadness and, I don't know, jealousy, <laughs> um, all of those uncomfortable and, and not fun emotions to feel, I, I'm a big advocate of feeling them and, and allowing yourself to sit in them so that you can work through it and kind of get to the core of it and eventually release and move on from it. But I realized I don't ever really do that with anxiety. I don't want to feel anxiety. And that's not just because it's uncomfortable. I think a huge part of it is I feel weak for simply feeling it. And I feel ashamed and irrational for, for responding to seemingly small instances that, that bring out my anxiety. So for instance, going to the post office the other day to mail something to my friend gave me so much anxiety for absolutely no reason. I was practically shaking bringing it into the post office and it took one minute and all I had to do was say, hey, I wanna mail this to my friend. Um, everything was already packaged and ready to go. And I paid the small fee, and that was that. Everyone was nice. <laughs> Nobody berated me or anything. Um, but little instances like that, a lot of it, a lot of the times, it's social anxiety for me. Um, I have, I would just say I'm just an anxious person in general. I feel a lot of anxiety about absolutely anything and everything. But it's also funny because I can also be like, the life of the party personality where I'll be out with a bunch of people, a bunch of friends, and it can even be friends that I've just met, and I'll be the one to 
you know, like talk most and talk loudest and order everyone's shots and kind of just lead the night. But then I can be in, you know, a small group of people, like four people who I know well, but I'm put on the spot to answer a question or um, speak about something and I'll freeze and get sweaty palms and, and my heart starts racing. And I just think it's super interesting that it it's ever changing like that. And I never, I never really know when it's going to come out and when it's going to happen and why it's even happening, but it just simply does sometimes. And that's how I know <clears throat> that my anxiety is a lot more complex than just, oh, I'm scared to talk to people or I'm scared uh, I'm not good in social situations. Because that story is not true. I, I am great in social situations. But sometimes I think if there's like a core wound or a core um, like story behind it or narrative behind it where I'm telling myself, okay, in this instance, if I can't speak or if I like lose my voice, I'm going to be perceived this way. And um, in this setting, that would be really bad. Or in front of these people, that would be really bad. So I talk up this, you know, this huge <laughs> story and start to get even more worked up. But to someone else, it just looks like, wow, this girl can't even talk in front of like three people. Or, and I start to feel like I have so much to say. I have so much value to bring. I'm, you know, I, I take pride in being a passionate individual. I take pride in my work, my career, my personal life, like my friendships, my relationships. Um, but if I can't properly articulate myself and my value, then how is anybody going to believe me and see that? And so I start to just panic and get really down on myself. And I even notice right now, nobody's with me. I'm in my closet recording this by myself. I can edit it the way that I want it to be edited. Um, I can, you know, alter it in any way that I need. If I make a mistake, I can re-record something. But I'm even right now kind of shaky and nervous and getting a racing heart. And so I just think it's interesting that this happens sometimes. And part of me feels like it's possibly a, a physical thing too. Um, I got a lot of physical symptoms of anxiety where, you know, like when you have too many cups of coffee, which I often do, you tend to be a little more anxious. But some days my body will just be that way. And it's not something mentally that I'm doing. Uh, and of course, you know, subconsciously, I'm sure there's, there's always a lot going on subconsciously, but I will even just wake up and physically feel anxious some days and not have a quote unquote reason for it. I'll, I'll just wake up and I'll be shaky and I'll be, my voice will be quivering when I'm talking to like my mom even, um, or I'll feel super, I get very, um, what would the word be? I get very clumsy, I guess, <laughs> would be a good word when I'm anxious. I, I like trip over my own feet and I, I like knock things over. And the other, the other day I was having that kind of morning and I just knew immediately this was going to be a tough day. 
And I kept feeding myself that and I kept trying to resist it. I kept saying, I can't let on that I'm anxious because that's going to make me be perceived in a way I don't want to be perceived. And I started getting really, really, I started getting even more anxious because I was resisting the anxiety and I was trying to even, you know, I went from resisting it to then trying to reason with it by saying things like, okay, well, there's no, no reason to be nervous. Like you're good. We're fine. We're going to kill this day. Um, I started saying like affirmations and trying to sit still and just kind of make it go away. But that doesn't help either because the entire time when you're trying to like push something away and, and pretend that it's not there, you're not seeing it and you're not feeling it. And you can't do that with sadness. You can't just push sadness away. You can't just say, oh no, I'm happy. I have so many things to be happy about. And I know that you can't do that. But for some reason with anxiety, I pretend that I can. And that was a really big, I guess like awakening for me. Um, A huge epiphany that I had the other day where I, I realized that I'm not doing what I need to do to release the anxiety, which is accept it first. You have to accept it first. You can't just expect it to go away without a fight. The more you resist it, the more, the, you know, worse it's going to get, the stronger it's going to get because it just wants to be seen. Like all emotions just want to be felt and seen and Um, paid attention to and I kind of am trying to look at every emotion I have now as a child so if I'm sad I look at it as a sad little child if I'm anxious I look at it as an anxious little child and I wouldn't tell that anxious little child you're fine get up brush yourself off you're good I would talk to them about it and I would tell them it's okay to feel this way. You're not wrong for feeling this way. Uh, I know that this sucks and it, you know, it, it's not a comfortable feeling, but it's okay that you're feeling it. So we have to kind of frame it like that first instead of denying the feeling or like trying to push it away or trying to pretend it's not there, trying to pretend that, oh, we're, we're too strong to feel this. No, this has nothing to do with strength. You can't help the way, you you can't control an emotion arising in you. Yes, you can do things to cope with it and you can do things that will set you up maybe better in the future where this won't be as much of an issue for you. There are definitely treatments and and such, but if, if you're feeling a certain emotion, you have to let yourself feel it or it's not gonna go away. It's, it's gonna be, an itch that you can't scratch. So you have to look it in the eye and say, I see that you're here and I'm going to allow that without shaming myself. Shame is something that I, I think I talk about this on other episodes, but I've really had such a hard time with shame. And I think that's possibly my number one emotion (laughs) I I would say like I I constantly feel shame and guilt and self-doubt and that doesn't help 
when you're already in like a, a fight or flight mode, a panicked mode, you can't shame yourself on top of it because that's, that's just going to make you more anxious and, and then feel bad for being anxious and then feel like anxiety is wrong to feel. So I can't feel it. So if I can't feel it, I'm going to feel it more because I'm scared to feel it. And then your anxiety has anxiety about having anxiety. <laughs> and that is, is what I was kind of stuck in the other day. I did everything I could the other day to not feel panicked. Um, and I think what was hard for me was I've been doing so well in terms of my anxiety. I mean, I've done probably the most healing I've ever done this year or the past, like, what, six months. Um, and I've become a much calmer, collect, more collected person. I, I feel like I'm able to compose myself better and, you know, respond, not react. And I've made so much progress that anytime that I feel like I'm, I'm having old emotions or having anxiety that I used to have, I, I get this fear of, of falling back into it. And I think in turn, because I'm feeling that fear, I tend to revert back to that state and it becomes a shameful the shameful situation, um, at least I, I create it that way. I, I'm not, you know, I have nothing to be ashamed about, but I feel that I should be ashamed because I'm, I'm slipping into my old ways and I'm letting myself fall back and I'm going to lose all the progress that I've ever made that I worked so hard to make. And that's just simply not true. It's not realistic to, to think just because I'm having a bad day means I'm going to revert all the way back to the person I used to be who used to have bad days every day or every other day or most days. It's simply a bad day and I'm going to have things come up that are going to bring out my anxiety. I mean, I do have, you know, I, I am prone to anxiety. I do have anxiety disorders. I have been through traumatic things and I'm going to feel this way sometimes and I don't need to panic every time I'm panicking. <laughs> I don't need to panic about panicking. Um, but even that, even saying that, I, I also am, am not going to tell myself you shouldn't be panicking about panicking or you shouldn't be panicking at all. I'm going to say, okay, I'm realizing that I'm panicking and that is okay I'm realizing that I'm panicking about panicking. That is also okay. And just sitting there and feeling it and letting myself shake and letting myself cry and letting myself feel absolutely terrible for a couple of minutes because the panic, you know, it doesn't, the anxiety might last, but the panic doesn't, it can't be sustainable for that long. So I'll let myself full-blown panic. I'll let myself feel anxious the entire day. Um, oftentimes that makes me really sick too. I'm someone who is very, I'm very in tune with my emotions and, and my body. And so if I have a bad anxiety day, I feel like I have the flu because it's like this, this emotional hangover where I get really, really achy limbs and um, I start to get a little bit sick to my stomach, I get a headache, I 
get a sore throat sometimes, which is interesting. Like, I, I just feel like I have the flu sometimes. And um, I get really hot, like I have a fever. Then sometimes that'll, like, drop and I'll, I'll start shivering and get really freezing cold and, like, have to be under the covers when it's, like, 90 degrees out. My body just really, really is... I'm just really in tune with my body and my emotions are really in tune with my body. So I let myself feel all of that. And, and anytime that I try to resist it, I realize that it becomes even stronger. So moral of the story here is if you feel anything, and I'm going to definitely get into this about, you know, in a like broader sense in another episode, just feeling your feelings and, and not fighting them. But we have to apply this to anxiety because I think often we, we don't look at anxiety as the same thing because anxiety is one of the most uncomfortable things to feel and fear is one of the most uncomfortable things to feel. And yes, sadness sucks. There's so much pain in sadness, but sadness also doesn't necessarily threaten our safety Um, I mean, it could, you know, we could see it that way, but when we feel fear, we feel like we have to act, we have to do something, we have to, you know, we're, it's like, becomes a life or death thing. When we feel sad, we can kind of have more empathy with ourselves and just, just sit in it. (laughs) And, and for some reason, I think feeling sad, at least for me, makes me want to take care of myself more and I become more compassionate toward myself Um, but when I'm anxious I feel like that's a weakness and I have to do something to stop it (laughs) and I don't want to feel it because I don't want to be perceived a certain way I don't want anyone to perceive me as like vulnerable or um, unworthy because I'm letting anxiety take over in certain situations social situations, professional situations, um, anything, honestly. Uh, Anytime that I'm trying to, like, advocate for myself, whether that be in, you know, a a relationship or a friendship or family or, um, you know, like, trying to negotiate a book deal or something like that, I I want to be able to properly articulate myself and get my feelings across and demonstrate myself uh, the way that I, you know, want to come across. I I want to be able to properly communicate my feelings and my needs and my value and and everything. And I want to be able to form connections and be perceived as this mature, confident person that I know that I am, but it doesn't always look that way when I'm super, super anxious. And I don't even think that anxiety necessarily comes from an insecure place because I know who I am. I know my worth. I know what I bring to the table in every aspect of my life, whether that be my relationships, my career, my friendships, my, my anything, my um, writing. So I know all of that. And, and so I think it's not necessarily a place of insecurity. It's more of a place maybe it's coming from a place of knowing my worth, but being like fearing, I won't be able to demonstrate it. And maybe that is an insecurity, but I I think I just want to be seen 
a certain way and I want people to know who I am and and what I bring to the table and I can't always again I can't always articulate that the way that I want and that's something that I've always struggled with and I, I think that's why I'm a writer I mean I can demonstrate myself so well through my writing I, I put my heart and soul into it I talk about super super complex and um just you know deep and personal topics and things that I've been through but I can't sit here and you know like read one of my poems to a group of people even even a group of friends I don't I, I think even if I read a poem or like read honestly anything if I like had to have the focus on me and and read something even in front of one friend who is my absolute best friend I think I would freeze up because I, I just I think I struggle with finding my voice and and being able to be in that spotlight when it's on me and I don't have any choice but for it to be on me <laughs> so like I said in social situations sometimes I can dominate the entire night but that's because it's on my own terms and I can speak up when I want to I can stop talking when I want to but if if the attention's on me and I'm given the spotlight for whatever reason I just freeze and it can be so embarrassing and I really really I don't enjoy that obviously but also I can tell myself that it's okay to feel this way and I don't need to be hard on myself for it and I don't need to I don't need to shame myself and just because I can't always articulate things the way I wish doesn't mean that the things that I want to articulate are not true. Like, just because I can't always articulate my value to other people doesn't mean I'm not valuable. And doesn't mean that other people won't see my value. And I think that's the important indication as well, is the right people will be able to see through that. And also, uh, if someone were to judge you for your anxiety that's on them. Um, I, I have been around people who have judged me for that and um, or been around people who maybe would come across as understanding but then behind the scenes would say things that <laughs> clearly indicated otherwise or would put things on me um, making me feel like a burden or making me feel like I'm something to deal with and um, of course, we are all responsible for our own anxiety. And so I, I want to definitely, I want to put that <laughs> carefully and, and remind you, like, it's, it is on us. It is on yourself to, to handle and cope with and, and manage your anxiety as best as you can. But you should not feel ashamed for being anxious. You should not feel ashamed for asking for help from a loved one when you are anxious. And this is not the same as asking them to enable you or asking them to do things for you that are, you know, overstepping, like, their life and their boundaries. But it's okay to want support. And I, I might get a little bit angry here because I do get angry <laughs> in these situations. But, Yes, it's your responsibility to manage your anxiety, to do everything you can to help yourself, and you should not expect someone else to do that for you.
but you are not a burden for feeling anxiety. And if somebody is trying to make you feel that way, or if someone is pretending like, or not pretending, but acting like your anxiety is this inconvenience to them, and they can't handle it, and it's, it's too much, they're not your person, they're not your people, they're not your whatever, they they're shouldn't be in your life. Because you don't deserve to feel that way. Nobody deserves to feel that way. That would be like, let's see, somebody breaking their leg and having to use crutches and you're not asking somebody to carry you everywhere you go. But maybe you're asking someone to hold your books for you while you're using your crutches. I think that's a pretty reasonable thing to ask someone. And that's the comparison I like to make for, you know, asking for support with your anxiety. You're not asking someone to take the lead and, and do everything for you and, you know, go to therapy for you or practice these coping mechanisms for you or make accommodations that would be unfair to them. And if you are doing that, then that's something that you can look at and kind of, you know, work through with that person, those people, whoever it may be. But don't let anyone make you feel like because you have anxiety, you're inherently a burden or you're wrong, you're weak, you're this, you're that, you're no fun, you're a buzzkill. I have been in so many situations like that, which is just, has been the shittiest feeling Um, in, in so many different parts of my life with so many different people. And a lot of the times it will even be people who have anxiety or say that they have anxiety. Um, but everybody's anxiety is different. And so we can't, we can't, um, pretend to know what somebody else is going through. Like I've, I've talked to people who have anxiety about things that I've never once, you know, felt even the tiniest bit of fear around and then they'll turn around and, and I'll vent to them about my anxiety and they'll, they'll have absolutely no experience with that form of anxiety and it's all very different and personal and just as we can't expect other people to carry the burden for us we also shouldn't allow other people to label us a burden. And again, I, I completely understand that there, there are instances where certain people won't get the help they need and, and they will project that onto their partner or their friends or their family or, um, I don't know, even like bosses or coworkers or whatever. Um, and that's not healthy either, but you don't have to inherently feel bad about having anxiety. You don't have to feel wrong or weak or unworthy or less of a human or less capable because you experience anxiety. That's just absolute fucking bullshit. And I say that with a loving heart. <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's not fair to, to hear judgment and to hear unsolicited advice from people who do not know what you're going through. Um, and it's not fair to have people tell you how you should feel about things and how you shouldn't feel about things and why you're being 
quote unquote irrational or um, why you're being quote unquote ridiculous. I've heard that so many times in my life. This is ridiculous. Your anxiety is ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. You're being dramatic. You're, you're overcomplicating things. Well, no shit, because that's what anxiety does. And that's what anxiety is. But that is not me. And I can separate myself from that. And I can remind myself that it is okay to feel this. It is not my fault for feeling this. But I'm also not going to put it on other people. I'm going to do something about it. You wouldn't tell someone with a broken leg to carry their own books while using crutches. I will always revert back to that comparison. I'm not going to expect you to carry me everywhere I go. I'm not going to expect you to do the walking for me. But a little bit of support, a little bit of taking a little bit of weight off my shoulders would be nice from loved ones, from a partner, a friend, whoever it may be. And you don't have to feel bad about it. And so I, I think my biggest takeaway from my bad day the other day, to kind of full circle it here, was that the reason I was getting so worked up was because I, I was resisting it so much. And I was, I was also reverting back to a time in my life um, where I just felt shitty all the time. Um, I was in a situation where I felt like, and a lot of this, I, I'm going to say like, yes, the people in my life at that time were making me feel like shit for having anxiety. And, and, you know, they would pretend that they're super accepting and whatever, and I can open up to them, whatever, but then would go around and, and kind of act like I was a buzzkill and act like I was a burden. And and say things like, I can't do this, I can't handle this, this is too much. Um, and that really damages you when you get like a little bit of the, you get a little bit of the empathy, right? And you get like, you get what you crave, which is the support and the love. But then in the next breath, you hear, well, I can't do this, this is too much. I, I can't handle this. And you start to identify with the anxiety and you hear that as, I can't handle you you're too much. I can't do this with you. And it's really, really damaging sometimes. And, and that's not a good place to be in. And, and the, those aren't good people to be around when you feel that way. But I've had so many instances of this and it, it just, it really fucked with my head. It made me start doubting myself and I felt the need to overcompensate to make up for my anxiety that that isn't even my fault in the first place you know like I I'm not putting unrealistic expectations on people have I used to do that yes I used to absolutely expect someone to save me and and carry me through things and um that was a time that I was very unhealed and I didn't know what to do I was in the wrong therapy I was in a place where I didn't know up from down and so I'm not guilting or shaming myself for it, but I do realize that that was very unfair and unhealthy to expect that. But not, you know, not <laughs> being in a place where I'm like having unreal, unrealistic expectations. I'm just simply feeling anxiety and I'm trying to voice it and then kind of being met with like resistance and, and being 
being told, like, I understand, it's okay, everything's okay, like, I, I'm not judging you, or I, you know, own your anxiety, but then, again, like, in, through actions, I'm, like, being <laughs> treated like an inconvenience, or treated like this is frustrating, or this is too much, it's, it's extremely, <sighs> it fucks with your head, and, and I start to do, started to do that to myself the other day, where I was feeling all of the anxiety in, and I started thinking back to like those instances where I felt like an inconvenience. And I started telling myself that. I started telling myself, you're an inconvenience to these people, and you're a burden, and you're, you know, <laughs> too much for the people in your life. You're, you're making everything harder for everyone else, or you're um, people are definitely thinking these terrible things about you. They're thinking, um, how, how could this person possibly be good for my life? Because they have X, Y, and Z and, and they're, they're can't even hold a simple conversation. And I was telling myself all of these terrible things that I have, I have not even really heard. Like I, of course I've, I've heard some pretty shitty things in my life, like from people about my anxiety, but I would like take those things that I've heard from, from people and run with it and just have, my brain would have like a field day and I would continue to, you know, berate myself and be really, really mean to myself and tell myself horrible things and then expect that other people or, or assume that other people were thinking that way too when they were, they were innocent in it all. You know, other people may not have been innocent in it all, but these people were, and um, a lot of people are. And so I think the moral of the story, which I've said like 12 times already, <laughs> um, is people, most people, good people, want to help you, and they want to support you, and they don't see you as a burden. And those who do... Again, no offense to them. They probably have their own issues. And they probably, um, you know, maybe they just don't understand. They are operating at a different level of awareness than you. But that being said, you don't need them. You don't need people like that in your life who are going to make you feel like you are a problem to be handled or an issue to be dealt with or an inconvenience that they don't feel like navigating. You're not, you're, you're not a problem. You're not a burden. You're not an inconvenience. You are allowed to feel anxiety. It is very, very, very common. I know that you might feel very alone because I know I have, and I did the other day because I, I was spiraling into, I'm never going to, you know, be successful in my life because I'm never going to be able to demonstrate my value or communicate my needs or uh, form like genuine partnerships or relationships because I can't I can barely even talk I'm I'm going to end up missing out on great opportunities because I can barely I can barely communicate with people um, and and that's just simply not true, and that's just a story that I'm creating because I'm resisting my anxiety instead of accepting it. Accepting it, owning it, and in order to own it, you have to first accept it. You can be a 
great leader and still have anxiety. You can be an amazing partner and still struggle with anxiety. You can be an incredible friend and still have anxiety. You can be super successful in your career and still have anxiety. I mean, I look at myself, I'm, I'm an author, I'm working on my second book, working on a poetry collection, I have one book published already, but I know damn well, if somebody asked me to like speak, actually somebody did, <laughs> somebody did ask me to speak in front of a classroom about my success as an author, and I turned it down because that is not something that I feel that I could ever do. And, and it's not something that I want to do. I, I know that that would ha probably help me in my career, but I'm a writer for a reason. I don't like being in front of people. I don't like speaking in front of people. I'm not gonna force myself to do something that's going to, that first of all, isn't necessary. And second of all, is, is not, doesn't bring me joy. We don't constantly have to push ourselves especially if it's something that is super, like we know that this is probably gonna do more damage than good. If it was something where, you know, like I, I feel like I could work through the anxiety and I'd be fine, yeah, I would push myself. There are many instances in which I do push myself every day, but I am not a public speaker. I don't think I ever will be. I've taken classes, I've practiced, I've, you know, taking a specific like course for people with an anxiety, like a fear of public speaking. And I am just not a public speaker. I'm a writer because I like to be behind the scenes and I own that. And, I, and I'm trying hard not to get myself for that. So I don't have to be ashamed of not wanting to speak in front of people. Will I do interviews? Absolutely. I was interviewed for uh, a newspaper article in my town about my book. That was awesome. I, I was able to open up and, and really speak my value and share my story. And that was great. And I loved that. So I'll stick to that. And that's okay. We don't always have to be pushing ourselves. We don't always have to strive to be better. Because what even is better? How come somebody is labeled as better because they can do something easily that someone with anxiety can't do? as easily or doesn't want to do. <laughs> it doesn't make anyone better. Nobody is better than somebody else. Nobody. Just as I don't judge people who judge me. They can get out of my life in the kindest way possible, <laughs> but they, they are not less than me. They might have different experiences than me that make them perceive anxiety in a different way that doesn't serve me, but that doesn't mean that they're worse of a person or less of a person or less than I am. We all have our strengths, we all have our weaknesses. Nobody is better than anybody else. And your anxiety does not make you less than anyone else. Okay, and I just wanted to end with something that I posted the other day uh, on my Instagram story. I did two polls back to back and, uh, and then I wrote up a response, so I'll go over the polls first. I asked my followers, does your anxiety ever make you feel like you're less of a person, unworthy, or not good enough? 95% said yes, only 5% said no. 
Then I asked, when you see someone else battling with anxiety, do you feel like they're less of a person, unworthy, or not good enough? A hundred percent said no. We are very hard on ourselves. That's, that's what that proves. It also proves that most, if not all people, are not judging you when you're anxious. They're not thinking that you're not capable or you're not a good person, you're not a good friend, you're not a good worker, you're not a good whatever, professional, uh, family member, writer, artist, business consultant, whatever job you have. <laughs> um, and here's what I wrote in response to this. Experiencing anxiety and not being able to work through it some days is okay. It does not make you weak or unworthy or below anyone else. That would be like blaming yourself for throwing up when you have the stomach virus, asking why you can't be healthy like other people. Some days, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, the anxiety will be there, and it might show, and that might be embarrassing or feel shameful. You might feel like no one else will see your value because the anxiety is the first thing they notice. In these moments, speak to yourself kindly, like a child who's been bullied. Rather than being your own bully, be your own parent, reminding yourself it's okay to feel this way. Even if your anxiety seems irrational and blown out of proportion to other people, it's still real to you. Be careful not to project your own shame onto others. Odds are other people want to help. They want to support you, not judge you. And those who do judge you simply aren't for you. Those who aren't willing to see past your anxiety won't bring much value to your life anyway. You don't have to own your fears, but you should accept it rather than trying to fight it. Remind yourself how much you have to offer, that your anxiety is only a small part of you. Don't sell yourself short or try to overcompensate to make up for something out of your control. Now, I know I said before we, we could accept and own our anxiety, but we don't have to do that. <laughs> we don't have to do that either. We don't have to own it. If you don't feel comfortable owning it, you just have to accept it. Owning it is another layer that might help you connect with people more and it might help you feel less alone and it might make you feel more empowered. But if, if you don't want to own it, that's okay. Just accept it. Accept that it's there. Let it be there. Let yourself feel it and don't shame yourself. I hope that you enjoyed today's episode. It was much needed for me. Um, I'm really, really happy to get back into podcasting. Again, I'm not really sure what my schedule will look like, but I'm going to try to do this more often again. Things are kind of falling into place for me in terms of like just life and happiness. And, um, and I, I've had a lot of free time lately too, which has been nice. So this is a super fun way to spend it. <laughs> If you ever have any questions for me or you want advice on something um, for, like, for a podcast episode or a topic that you would like to submit, you can email me at asksammysays at gmail.com. You can contact me on my website, sammysays.org, not.com. Do not go there unless, well, unless you want to go there, which that's cool too if you know what I mean. Um, and you can also find me on Instagram at Sammy Caramella. Actually, I, <laughs> before I move on from that previous point, just know that sammysays.com is not affiliate, affiliated with me or this podcast. 
but like I was saying, you can find me at Sammy Caramella on Instagram or at underscore Sammy Says on Instagram. Uh, either one's fine. One's my personal, obviously. Other one is my blog slash podcast Instagram. So you can DM me. You can shoot me a message. Um, you can, you know, I'm always posting on my stories uh, about this podcast and the blog and all of that. So you can respond to things there. You can take part in polls and submit questions and topics and such. So be on the lookout for that. And otherwise, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And I hope you're kind to yourself today because you deserve it.